0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Blessed Child podcast. This is your host Renee, aka Run Robot. Remember we have a Instagram now. It's Blessed Child Podcast. Go like, share, subscribe. You can also go to the link tree in the show notes below and become a Patreon. So, this is the second part of The Demand for Purity with Tori Fern and Haksha De Sousa. Tori Fern is a gender-fluid 30-year-old ex-Unification Church member who was raised as a Jacob's child. They have their degree in psychology and visual and performing arts. Hakcha De Sousa is an ex-member of the Unification Church, raised as a second-generation blessed child. She has a bachelor's in psychology and is a behavior analyst. Today we are going to continue the talk about the demand for purity, which is the third of the eight criteria of thought reform. Thought reform and the psychology of totalism was a analysis of brainwashing written by Robert J Lifton in 1961. You can follow along with the free PDF in the show notes below. We're just going to jump right into it. I do have to give a massive trigger warning. Anytime you talk about purity culture or the demand for purity, you're going to get triggered if you are a survivor or lived through it. So I want to give a thorough trigger warning on this episode. We do talk about abuse, sexual assault, purity culture, gender binary, slavery, gender stereotype, heteronormativity. We talk about child abuse, discrimination, and segregation. There's a lot of trigger warnings to give you, so... Uh, Proceed with caution, but also enjoy the show. I hope you get something from it and that you can thoroughly apply the demand for purity as well as milieu control and mystical manipulation to different organizations in your life and avoid coercive organizations and cultic groups. Here we go.
1: With this organization, when you say purity... anything it's just like oh well there's a lot there you know what i mean true maybe even more so than some um like say like a political cult or something because like there was so much purity, actual like purity culture and stuff, you know? True. So there's just, it's deep, yeah.
0: So let's define, okay, so when I think purity, I instantly think purity culture, sexual purity, but there are other levels of purity, like financial purity, like the rich yeah. hang out with the rich, the Koreans hang out with the Koreans, that's racial purity. Oh,
1: yeah, the fucking yeah. racial purity. Racial <laughs>
0: purity, the moons only marry Koreans, that's fucking racial purity, like co- co- contradiction, 101 when everybody's supposed to be world peace interracial marriages that's racial purity uh let's see what else kind of purity is there educational purity would look at people that are illiterate as stupid when they might have just never been given a chance yeah there's a lot of different types of purity yeah
2: can i just say that like when tori brought up the political stuff um i i totally forgot right like gpa literally goes to these third world countries to talk about sex education purity culture and and to pretty much like use people's like poverty against them to convert them into our religion to teach them oh don't worry like your country's just super shitty because you don't believe in divine principle yet but we're gonna help you we're gonna help you um and the first thing that they teach them is about purity and all that stuff, and I I just thought that was so strange because it is political. It's not just um, it's not just like a cultural thing, you know. It, it ties into everything that they do. Purity is such a big. It's it's pretty much the entire movement's like identity, honestly. Right. Mm-hmm. It's tied into every single thing that they do, which is oh my god, I totally forgot to say. You know, like one day I found in my fridge a whole bunch of the little mini uh, wa- uh, wine holy, cups, the holy wine cups. Oh my god, and I was just like, Mom, what is this? Um, and she's like, Oh, <laughs> uh, we're going, um, what did she say? We're going witnessing at the park later. And I was like, Huh? <laughs> and this is not that long ago, it's still in the fridge. <laughs> um, so apparently. Now it's very normal because now there's tribal messiahs, right? So you could be your own messiah, like go and bless people. If you've been married for, I think, six years, like if you've been blessed for six years, now you can go bless other people too. So yeah, they'll just go out to the park and try to witness to people and make them drink this uh, nasty Mm -hmm. holy wine to get them into a religion that they've never heard about just for this demand for purity to make sure that everyone is engrafted onto true father's lineage by just tricking strangers into drinking wine into having some random ceremony with a stranger that you've never met in the middle of nowhere and then suddenly asking them for hundreds of dollars like oh yeah oh there's also like this whole ceremony associated with this so You want to do that too? It'll be super special. It'll be like, you're getting married again. So it's super cute. Um, It's only like 200 bucks per person or something. So super cheap. So y'all should do it. And people just want to like have a wedding ceremony again. And I've seen a lot of couples who come in and do that just so they can have the party. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. And And they're absolutely so confused. Like I'll see them and they have no idea what these people are talking about. And I would just always be like, do they, do they know what's happening? <laughs> but I don't think they did. I think a lot of people just signed wow. up just for the free party, to be honest. And they got lied to and manipulated into coming to this weird ass church and um, going through with all these weird rituals.
0: Wow, that's like recruit, like deceptive recruiting at its finest. Like weddings are expensive. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I might actually fall like free wedding party. Like yeah, let's. I. I free wine yeah let's do it like I might actually fall into that by accident
2: yeah I feel like a lot of people just did it for fun like they're like these people crazy but you know what (laughs) for free
0: Dude, you're really good at pitching this stuff. <laughs> you almost got me. You almost got me on the. Is there photography though?
2: <laughs> like, yeah. That's oh you. shit!
0: I'm definitely in. Then I'm definitely in. Where's the scene? They <laughs> always,
2: they always pose it as you know we're a Christian church. Like yeah. these liars! I swear to God, y'all are not Christian. We are not Christian. Do not yeah. come in here and lie because you know how many Christian people have yelled at me <laughs> for our beliefs. Because I was like, oh, no, it wasn't an apple. It was sex, right? Right. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, how dare you say something like that? Blasphemous, like, wench, you, you can't say this kind of stuff. (laughs) You know, Jesus wasn't supposed to die. What? What do you mean Jesus wasn't supposed to die? That's like the very basis of everything about our religion. So I don't want to hear no unificationist saying that you're Christian because that's a lie. Maybe you were, maybe some first gen were before they joined, Uh, but definitely second gen, you're not Christian. I don't want to see y'all wearing the cross necklaces. I don't want y'all to be at some other places, church, lying to them saying, yes, you definitely believe in Jesus, because no, you don't no you don't it's a lie
0: no we don't yeah we believe that he failed it's like anti-christ
2: exactly oh my god
1: christians are so stupid too yes yeah
2: oh my god like we gotta help them we gotta Mm -hmm. yeah teach them to level up because they're kind of they're kind of far back behind and they talk shit about them all the time Mm -hmm. jewish people catholic people christians like y'all the dp is really really harsh actually
0: yeah all these different
2: groups of people like Mm -hmm. jesus christ the
0: the moonies co-opted christianity but they're not fucking christian
2: i really it's so disrespectful honestly i remember people saying stuff about like when i spoke out against the church like how dare you try to control people's like um beliefs or whatever i'm like i'm not telling you what to believe i'm just stating facts here honey first of all and the fact is is that we are not christian (laughs) and we are lying to people (laughs) just to get numbers that's that's really some bullshit because you're really disrespecting people's faith, and that's and that's the one thing that you're um you're preaching the most about right like how could you do that like how could you be no, I don't like that at all. That's something I could never lie about. Like, when I was proud to be a Mooney or whatever, I'd always straight up say, like, I'm a unificationist. Never heard of it. Let me tell you about the DP. You know, I would never say, like, oh, like, a branch of Christianity. I was not one of those. I straight up told them about everything. <laughs> I wasn't gonna lie, because we didn't grow up really with the Bible stuff. Like, we, we kind of read the stories, but, like, we it's just that like just the story just the bible but we didn't take it yeah. as like absolute truth the absolute truth was divine principle and divine principle only so uh y'all out there who are doing the what is it
0: we're non-denominational
2: <sighs> oh, yeah oh, yeah that, no there's like rich one <laughs> yeah there's a specific group that goes to the other churches is it aclc aclc there you go that's
1: like okay so we're you're literally talking about like my parents whole bag like they are all about like uniting the religions and all like i grew up going to like a ton of different like church services and stuff um because the whole thing was like we're getting these people in and they're getting involved with us and it's so great and I know there was like a lot of the take down the cross stuff too, like in the early two thousands. So yeah. But yeah, like my parents are like really into like that and like ambassadors for peace and like yeah, all kinds like that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Wait, hold up. You did say you were biracial, black and mm-hmm. white yeah. and your parents run with A C L C. Oh yeah. That just sounds too well, I'm
1: not I'm not going to say anymore. They don't anymore. okay. okay. But early 2000s they were all in. Yeah. That
0: that just sounds so orchestrated. I just Oh,
1: go- 100%, yeah.
0: <laughs> so ACLC is American Clergy Leadership Conference that was like well, gearing to get all the black churches in America, right? Like they made it a point they're like we're going to get our black church brothers and sisters to join the moonies and it's gonna be a thing and so they got like jazz singers they have like they have a bunch of
2: the gospel singers and stuff yeah
0: now i don't even think these gospel singers know they're singing with like a human trafficking organization right but they're 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 actually converting people uh pretty successfully i would say
2: under false pretenses though and it's like it's come on guys like yeah stop lying where are your morals like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like you know you're lying you know it doesn't feel good your original mind is making you feel guilty right right (laughs) so you better you better listen to it and stop doing that bull because that's not right can't be messing with other people's like lives like that especially when they're donating money. you know because i know for a fact you're not doing it for free right you're yeah. trying to get them blessed you're trying to get them to pay for that blessing pay for the blessing ring pay for tithing pay for this that that you know little by little they're like just reeling them in and asking for more and more and more it's really ridiculous i really hate that so much
0: and all you listeners like an ex-movie's laying it down about morality like what does that do to you <laughs> hocta's right you're you're right hocta like yeah it yeah. should it should bother you that that uh well,
1: this also kind of just I'm sorry to interrupt you. Not but I, before I just um this also uh is you know, definitely is speaking to like the heavenly deception like whole policy that was like in especially in the seventies a huge part of how the UC recruited, but I'm sure that they still like believe that stuff like at certain levels. But yeah, just kind of like also within like the demand for purity. Anything that is done with the what was it again? Like
2: anything done to anyone in the name of purity's is moral is that what? You mean?
1: Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. and that is basically like heavenly deception, like right there. So they even like had their own policy for that, you know.
2: Wow,
0: <clears throat> that sentence. I want to bring it back to a very black and white example in American history that so people will remember that exact sentiment so let's go back to slavery is that okay can we go back there because it's very obvious so when slavery was abolished uh like years later there was these things called the Jim Crow laws because the the demand for being white still was in the culture of America where we were like oh, Blacks are polluted and they're dirty and they're violent and they're diseased. So we can't have them swimming in our swimming pools. They can't be going to our schools. They can't be going to our restaurants. They can't. So that was the, the Jim Crow laws, right? The segregation of Blacks and whites. That is a very real example of the demand for purity. White people had to justify the enslavement of an entire race through mm-hmm. these. They, they had to justify it by saying that these people were polluted. That's why we did it but like it's totally totally there's no science behind it there's no there's no morality but I mean it's all awful but that's like a very real example of an entire country prescribing to the demand for purity does that make sense yeah because I want to I want to bring it outside of just a cult outside of just being like in cultic control this exists in many different organizations in many different countries it's the re- it's the reason for racial wars holy wars it's the reason for genocide it leads to a lot of awful things my kids just got here so i'm going to mute myself hey let me just finish that thought um post recording so i i told that example to show a very real totalist ideological system the system of slavery To show that anything done in the demand for purity is deemed moral. So in slavery, white people deemed it moral to be able to segregate the population. And we see that in a lot of different organizations. When you have a demand for purity, whatever it may be, spiritual purity, educational purity, financial purity, sexual purity, racial purity. Whenever you have that demand, then you can segregate and discriminate against people with no limit. So that is why I brought up that story, because we see this happening in the Unification Church. And I want to make it a point that segregation and discrimination only gets worse through time. It only gets worse, so that's why it's important to talk about it now, before the Unification Church reaches the century mark, because we see segregation and discrimination for people with disabilities, mental handicaps, mental illnesses, anybody that's sexually active, or LGBTQIA. We see active and violent discrimination in the Unification Church, we have all experienced it. even the demand for purity for being a second-generation blessed child. There's segregation between secular children and Jacob's children. And this is only going to get worse. If we can learn from American history, it is only going to get worse because in the demand for purity, the moral compass is broken and anything goes in the pursuit of the demand for purity. And heavenly deception is a great way that we have described the demand for purity in the past. But I want you to start associating heavenly deception with the demand for purity and a broken moral compass. Okay, let's get back to the show.
2: Okay. Yeah, I mean, like I was thinking about it too, right? Because this whole demand for purity is also creating this, um, this goal of the ideal communist state. I think I read that in the book. Mm-hmm. right um yeah and I'm just like aren't you anti-communist but you're asking for everyone to be the same to be linked to the same man to do everything the same I don't know it's really it's yeah, really just I mean, gross <laughs> it definitely like I
1: think both of my parents have basically said like Well, actually, the kingdom of heaven is basically communism, just God-centered communism. So, yeah, and it's like, and, and also, you know, anyways, just, just like that, a lot of like the, the, um, thought reform techniques were taken directly from the communists as well, you know? that were exactly used to recruit people
2: yeah this is all the idea that we're all supposed to think the same eat the same like just live our lives the exact same way as a robot but mm-hmm. it's it's just you know what makes it worse is that it's all controlled by like this one guy and then everyone's just because they would always say like oh i never said i was the messiah or whatever but there's actually like so many books where he's referred to as the messiah so i don't want to hear that mm-hmm. bullshit because i have those books at my house uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah where it's literally the messiah something something um mm-hmm. yeah and you're just taking everything he says um as law like which is why it doesn't matter that uh you're married right he's allowed to fuck your wife as long as it's for the stake of engrafting her onto his pure lineage right 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 mm-hmm. and men couldn't do anything about it it's just it is what it is like it's for the it's for Cook, so what you gonna do <laughs> and like you said when you're reading dp and you read something really like out of pocket and you're just like uh i'm not sure if i agree with that but it's like everyone's kind of forced to figure out a way that it makes sense you know Like, I remember this one time, like, um, this, like, person that I dated that was, like, second gen, they were, they called me selfish or whatever for wanting to continue our relationship or whatever. I don't know if it was because he was in GPA or whatever, but, um, and it, uh, for me, like, I took the next, like, two to three months, because I was, like, there's no way what he said had like any malintention he's just trying to bring you closer to god or something right so back to back dp back to back conditions and prayer to try to rationalize him. and then finally i was like yes you know what i probably am selfish this is probably my fallen nature blah blah blah, blah, blah. oh my god i really i gaslit myself into <laughs> believing he was saying something nice or helpful to me but in reality he just an asshole
0: yeah Uh, Yeah. that that pulls back the veil for this really weird feeling that I'm like starting to feel again this reminiscent feeling that you can't belong to anybody but you could belong to anyone and you having preferences is selfish but you should be open to being with anyone and then on the drop of a hat they're yours
1: but also even just the relationship between children and parents that like that having that child parent bond is selfish um according to their doctrine as well
0: yeah and that's common in a lot of cults yes that children's needs are deemed like are they're called attention seekers or they're demonized for having needs that are very valid needs because let's go back to the maslow's hierarchy of needs that includes shelter food safety you know belonging those are all very real needs
1: and i also just want to say that process of rationalizing things is the opposite of critical thinking um which in which case like we would be being like okay what is the argument here what is you know what is this person trying to communicate um and and then figuring out if it's valid or not uh so just you know ha having recognized that like that rationalization process was a big part of like I don't know just how like just all of those like Hundoke readings like you know just like reading so much crazy shit that that man said and then like or freaking Damon said and then being like yeah this this is gonna make sense just we'll figure it out you know is the opposite of critical thought
2: yeah, that comes from milieu control, once again, because you're mm-hmm. taught to just trust this, like, group way of thinking, group, like, truth of the world, right? You're not, you're, you're, like, the critical thinking part is taken out of the equation. You're not even given the option. It's just like, this is the truth. This is how the world works. Um, if you even dare to question it, there's something wrong with you, you know? Because you're fighting against what God wants, so you better do some forty day conditions because clearly, Satan is attacking, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: dude, Hakja, fuck that guy. He had no right. yeah, no right. And he has no idea what he was doing. He's so dumb
2: he really is, which is anyway, I can't even say too much, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's his loss. It's a huge loss, but yeah
2: not for him to just really be like because he was like you know like little by little he was like t- breadcrumbing and leaving like mm. giving me less and less mm. um and then he was like don't worry but like after I finish GPA then we can like everything will be back to the way it was and we could start talking about the blessing again or whatever and then um I just had enough at some point so I, I tried to break up with him and he was like so confused, but I was like, whatever. He called me later to be like, I think we've had some miscommunication because we broke up last year. And I was like, Huh? What? Oh my god. <laughs> so
0: many red flags.
2: Oh. Him calling me selfish and all this kind of stuff and saying he needs to focus on GPA or whatever. That was his way of breaking up with me. And I was just like, I literally spent months of condition trying to believe <laughs> what you said i must have my own brain free <laughs> and he kept talking about the blessing like i was just like in what way did you break up like i don't even oh this boy he got issues mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep
0: Yeah, I've noticed, you know, sorry to the Mooney men who have deconstructed, but I feel like it's almost like a lingering stigma that you're given being born a man in the church is that you think you, your shit don't stink.
2: (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I'm scared of the guys in church more than any, anyone else, because they, they are literally, they have literally been raised to think that they are perfect, that they control women that anything they say goes that they have all the power right that we have to be obedient or whatever it is perfect
0: yeah Person. yeah or like I don't want to get blessed yes you do you're just being difficult you're just not uniting with the mans that want to marry you for sex and children
2: right <laughs> because they're just they're literally just horny and they're just trying to <laughs> they're just trying to do that without getting judged
0: yeah, women can't say no in the church. I feel so awful about that. Mm-hmm.
2: <sighs> oh, God, this is just so.
0: Oh, my God, that that's another one. Uh, the demand for me- purity exists between men and women. Mm, yeah. That is so, yeah, gender purity. You have to be manly man. You're not being man right. enough. <laughs> like, yeah, and yeah. a
2: woman has to be super feminine and super quiet and polite and nurturing and giving because that's just woman's nature whatever right
0: yeah so that's a good way to tie it into like thousands of years of history but in human history like that demand for purity is a very real human construct um so it's not just in cults i just want to make it clear you know that these eight criteria are not limited
1: The gender binary, yes, is definitely something (laughs) that I think people have uh, their own, like when they're trying to um, meet that demand for purity, have their own experience of the shame milieu or the guilt milieu that was described by Robert J. Lifton, for sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we got into that because that's that's a huge one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say that, like I had this friend who... I don't know. Never outwardly said anything about not conforming to the regular gender, whatever, but definitely like over the years I noticed they did not like present themselves or feel comfortable with the typical way a woman was supposed to present themselves.
1: Hi, hey, this is Tori. I just wanted to share some thoughts about um Haksha's story about a friend who is maybe was maybe questioning their gender identity and we were talking about gender the gender binary in the mainstream being a demand for purity but within the church there's a lot of abuse shame and guilt associated with straying from it and it's right there in the doctrine and reverend moon's words and i think it's pretty obvious why that friend would mask their gender presentation out of fear trans people have some of the highest rates of homicide in any population and within the church, they might experience conversion therapy and abuse. In the past, I have been confused about why people close to me would stay closeted. But after learning more, it's just important to understand the real fear that people experience. It is difficult enough to be questioning your gender identity in the world outside of a cult. But within the Unification Church cult, it is all the more difficult. There's a lot of shame and guilt and Can also, you can experience violence, your parents disowning you, and conversion therapy. So, I just want to share a trigger warning for anyone who is LGBTQ, questioning, transgender, genderqueer. uh, I myself am gender fluid. um, That uh, your experiences are valid, um, that any kind of fear that people have about sharing or coming out uh is can be so valid uh in a given environment and so uh, there's no reason to feel pressure to come out or um but hopefully all people are able to uh live their authentic selves
2: but when i asked them about it like we were super close right like we talked about everything but like that one topic struck a chord and then all of a sudden she started dressing like super feminine, super like try to be more cutesy or whatever, trying to fit into that norm more. And I was just and wearing makeup and stuff. And she never did that before. And I was just like, but why? Like like it really triggered something like for me to say that out loud. It was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. Even when I came out to them, like they were like, um, oh by the way, I'm not into you like that. I'm like, I didn't say you were. I didn't say I wanted to do anything like they just got super aggressive and angry and all this stuff. And I was just like, bro, chill. <laughs> um, but I guess it's like it's that demand for purity. It's like them, as soon as you're confronted with it, that external force that's causing you to not fit in with the norm. Now you have to directly attack it. Now it's in your face. So you have to do something about it. Right. To ease that or absolve yourself of the guilt that you're feeling. It was just so weird honestly because we were we were like best besties but mm-hmm. whatever yeah this is I... just such a loaded topic sorry I'm just like oh my god everything is just so
0: well I'm I'm so glad we're tackling it because like at first when I read it I could only mutter a few words about it because it was such a heated topic when I first read the demand for purity, I was just so overwhelmed with anger because of the sexual demands for purity in the church. But I'm really glad we can talk more about what this actually means in a lot of different organizations, being able to see demand for purity in different examples that you guys have presented. And we being... even
2: talk about Ilshu.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Well, the whole reason I got kicked out. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. The educational demand, like you do, you wanted to make some changes, right? With the not Ilsham even, program?
2: Not even. They wanted to make changes. So in the Elizabeth church, right, it was still pretty new. And there weren't that many sick, like older second gen like me, I guess, at the time who were like going. So they were like, oh, we should have the parents run the Ilsham stuff. Um, but I said, you know, like this is a really important thing for them. And I don't think that if parents are running it, that they're going to be able to open up and experience it the same way. Um, and they just looked at me like I said something absolutely horrible. Um, I talked to the pastor and his wife about it afterward. It really, like poured my heart out. You know, like I feel like when I was their age, I didn't get to take it so seriously, and I really want us to be. Um, like now that I understand mm-hmm. the importance of it I really want them to have a good experience which is why it's so important for me that second gen run this so that they can really open their hearts and whatever can of God. Blah, blah 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 right fast forward and rumors are being spread about me about how I don't believe in Ilshim, and now suddenly my name is tainted and everything's gone to shit and now people are be getting pulled out of youth group and People who raised me are saying the worst things, calling my family, saying some nonsense. And I'm just like, how? <laughs> how did I this even happen? All over Ilsham.
0: Yeah, I do remember this. Yeah. 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 Wow. I yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That's a part of the demand for purity. If somebody is posing as a problem yeah. or a potential poison or a potential contamination. They're immediately painted with red ink, like you were, and kicked out, ostracized.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it wasn't even my, just my community. It was, like, what was it like District 1, 3, whatever, Kayleigh, like, oh, whatever. Like, you know, the national... Drop her name.
0: League. Drop her name. I've been to drop her name for a what? while. Kayleigh <laughs> <laughs> Moffitt. That's I right.
2: Really, I really loved her, too. But even she didn't have my back at the end of the day when it came down to all that stuff. They're like, "Wow, this really sucks. Um, you know what? We're just going to have to ask that you step down to fix this problem." <laughs> and I never I never went back. And so, I mean, but I mean, they did me a favor. I would have never left if they didn't do that. Right. If they didn't kick me out. I would have stayed forever. <laughs> so, jokes on them. They yeah, jokes, jokes on them. <laughs>
0: You just got your podcasting mic. Koksha's about to start her own podcast. She's about to tear down <laughs> this shit. Y'all done fucked up. Kayla, you done <laughs> fucked up.
2: Bird, <laughs> Y'all inspired me to like study psychology. Mm-hmm. I had to figure out what the hell you guys did to my brain. Like I was confused. Mm-mm-mm. Like it literally set forth in motion so many things that caused me to deconstruct. Like, I didn't want to. I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to not associate with the church. It just kind of happened out of circumstance. Like I had absolutely no choice. Like most of college, I was trying to find my way back to that feeling of having that vertical connection to God or whatever, but it never came back. It never came back. And then at some point my senior year, I was like, it's not going to ever come back. And I just have to move on. That's, not who i am anymore because my whole identity was tied to the church so when they kicked me out and all this stuff went down like i didn't know who i was i didn't i couldn't believe the same way everything just got ruined um well not ruined right because i'm good now but yeah it it literally was circumstance like it wasn't a choice like it wasn't like this one thing i heard or whatever really like when people ask me why i left i'm like i i didn't have a choice like it just kind of happened i was kicked out man (laughs) wow yeah can i just ask for like
1: clarity it was that you you just like posed the idea that that kids would not want their parents to be there for the ilsham purity basically like indoctrination sessions (laughs) basically right
2: Yeah. So, I mean, Ilsham is usually run by second gen. Mm -hmm. It's not, the parents are never there. Like, so I didn't understand what the huge deal was, but I get that parents are nosy and they just want to hear about all the bad stuff their their kids are doing. Because Ilsham is usually a time when people are like, yeah, I had a crush or yeah, I had a boyfriend before. Yeah, I've had impure thoughts or watched porn and they they divulge this kind of information. I know, I know that parents just wanna hear that and they wanna be um, the gossiping bitches that they are and spread some Mm -hmm. rumors about people's kids and Mm -hmm. pose their judgment or whatever. I I knew it was not gonna be a safe space for them to like talk about their feelings. And and that's the whole purpose of it, right? So that they can really commit to this idea on their own, but whatever. I, I really, I don't understand. I guess they just felt threatened that they were being cut out of the equation or something or that they weren't getting the knowledge, right? Because the, I forget which of the parts of thought reform was like that everybody had to have this general knowledge of everything or is that cult of confession?
0: Oh, milieu control. The, everybody has to pass the information forward to a is central you- figure.
2: Yeah. Right. Or at least higher up. So I mm-hmm. think that that probably triggered them because they were getting cut off from that information mm-hmm. about their kids. But I mean, whatever. So we are getting into
1: the cult of confession part of things for sure. But I just also have either of you read um, the blog post that is on How Well Do You Know Your Moon? And it's titled um, Dying on PLA.
2: PLA? Ooh, was
0: this one that girl got an infection?
2: Yeah.
0: And almost died because Literally. nobody took care of her?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did read about this. So the PLA yeah. is Pure Love Alliance for like a couple weeks in the summer of, I don't know, in the 90s, a bunch of second gen were sent in buses around the country and in Europe to do. Pure Love Alliance, abstinence-only education, prostitutes on the street, and fundraise, I believe. Mm-hmm. And these kids were getting really sick, like, really malnourished, getting septic, sh- like, infections. And that's that's all I can pull up from that off the top of my head.
1: So, uh, the reason why that happened, too, was because that girl had just voiced her opinion. She was like, you, Hakja, and she was just like, um, oh, actually, like, we shouldn't, um, I think it was just the, the the contradiction between saying like, oh, we're like non-denominational, but then having kids who were not actual members like participate in their like pledge and like prayer and uh, DP reading stuff. So the person who is talking about this experience in the blog, you know, had just spoken up and like, and just said like, well, I'm not going to do it if like, If we're saying this and then making them do this with us and then that like the kind of the exact same thing where they it just kind of like spiraled and they were like you know they started not letting her bathe and until she started getting sick and and then like as things got worse and worse for her and also isolating her from her peers and as things got worse and worse for her you know having people like saying like oh she's sick because of she's like fallen and she's like done something terrible. So now there's this like fake thing that she's done that people are holding against her. This is, I think like a great example of the demand for purity and just that it's like, that that culture is like widespread. It's not like, I think there's like varying degrees of it, but it's also not the first and only instance i've heard of where adults have kept a child from bathing to the point where they got really sick almost like to the point of death so i'm also like these fucking people are fucking dangerous too you know they're they're like i think also like in in the the most inner circles i think that a lot of that like really fucked up shit is just like how they keep people in mind you know.
2: yeah this this kind of stuff happens all the time like it's ridiculous because everything has to be tied to like someone's fallen nature right like Mm -hmm. i think that almost sickness is kind of also seen as an impurity or a sign of impurity and disability too yeah so they take advantage oh my god oh my god yes tori like Mm -hmm. the amount of kids who have like autism or downs and then they make it seem like oh it's your ancestors you didn't do you did something wrong and they shame the families they shame the parents oh my god that's a good
0: one that's that's um yeah it's it's linked to spiritual impurity
2: indemnity yeah that's the whole thing yeah like just literally anyone being sick anyone not being a hundred percent and then they'll they'll beat the shit out of you right like a champion Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Saying like, oh, it's evil spirits attacking you and then they do the on an Anshu. Anshu, right? Yeah. So they're hitting the bad spirits to get out of your body. Meanwhile, you must be super fucking sick and you need some antibiotics or something, but they they isolate you, they just hit you all day, they pray over you.
0: Hey, everyone When we stopped recording, we went back and talked about this stigma that is given to people with disabilities, mental illnesses, mental handicaps, people with deformities and disfigurations in the Unification Church. It is looked at as a physical manifestation of spiritual indemnity and spiritual impurity. And we are told in the church that it could be used as an offering to God and true parents to ensure that it won't happen again. And um, this creates a complex system of guilt and shame and locks people in a cycle of abuse as well as discrimination and segregation. And I needed to revisit this because it cannot be said enough that the demand for spiritual purity in the Unification Church is leading to violence and discrimination and segregation. And a very real example of that is that Hak-jahan Moon's mother, Sune Hong, murdered a 18-year-old mentally ill boy in Ansu. She beat him To death. I just want you to think about how much you have to hit somebody to kill them in Ansu. She spent two years in prison after beating an 18 year old mentally ill boy to death. This is not an over exaggeration. This is fact. You can look it up in the show notes. But I, I really needed to revisit this and stop and say the unification church justifies this violence for the pursuit of purity spiritual purity and they discriminate against people violently and it needs to be talked about because it is not okay the unification church has murdered people in their demand for purity that is not okay let's get back to the episode
2: they don't give you access Right, to the food and water that you need or the medication that you need my mom told me about like an experience like that when she was at UTS or something for a workshop and there was this sister who was like super super sick and everyone was doing that like you know hitting her praying over her starving her pretty much and they were saying that it was evil spirits. but my mom she was like she had a nurse nursing background so she mm-hmm. was like okay guys come on like don't be stupid. And she went and she secretly made some tea for her while they weren't looking. And she got better. And they were like, Oh, like God, like,
0: you yeah. know,
2: saved her. We got the evil spirits out. But now it was my mom, guys. She she just brought her some tea. <laughs> she was in pain.
0: This reminds um. me of young It's like an initiation right in young to get sick when you get there because everybody's sharing sick sleeping bags. I swear it's like biochemical warfare. Mm-hmm. They, like, give you a disgusting sleeping bag. And when you get to Champion, you get sick. You get really fucking sick. And then you think, mm-hmm. oh, this must be my evil spirits. And I need to be isolated in the sick room and do sick onsu." <laughs> that's what I did. I remember that.
2: Yeah, no. That, that's a whole attack on science, too. <laughs> you know, and psychology and all that. Because it's yeah. just saying that, no, no, no. Everything is spiritual. Right. Like, the world is perfect unless spiritual world like or their fallen nature is interfered right like if we just got rid of all this negative stuff and all these impurities everything would be fine
1: well I feel like also that is like such like a core tenet of what is so fucked up about this organization is like because of that line of thinking like actually helping people is like not really what these people are about you know like actually because it's like oh well you know something bad happened maybe you gotta do some indemnity shit like all that other stuff or oh we'll like you know give them some kind of a blessing or something like that and it's just like people just actually need help sometimes you know and i think like also just you know even from my own experience like the the things that i struggled with after getting out which like was in part because my parents just moved away, you know, and I was really struggling a lot is like supposed to be for them, like, like reasonable. It's like, oh yeah, well, that's what that person goes through for having left us, you know? And it makes sense to them. They don't understand that it's like, well, it's because you like fuck people over so hard <laughs> that they have like no, like, they have no outlets, they have no like life skills, resources. Mm -hmm. um until they like and and you know literally just have to like figure things out and then get better on their own but like you know you're not actually helping people i just i wish that like you know people like my dad who like have like really like i think like good intentions they want to do good things in the world and it's just like guess what you're not actually helping people like at all you could but you're not and you refuse to so yeah
2: that's literally the worst part of leaving is you know when I I made like an Instagram post right and I kind of just in a way said I was out right and my biggest fear for months and months was posting anything remotely personal remotely negative anything like that or even like coming out publicly because it was like just another excuse right if I say that out loud then they could be like oh see see that's why that's why she left she left because she's impure because of this oh because she had a boyfriend oh because she's you know god forbid I have one drink like oh she's an alcoholic that's why she left whatever right she just wanted to do drugs and alcohol whatever right and so when you leave, you have to be super careful about anything that you let people know about, because they just use that as ammunition against you. Mm-hmm. To it's,
0: discredit you as a human.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Dehumanize. It's and it is dehumanization. Like, um, and also just, you know, uh, the the whole thing of like, oh, you don't want to have give and take with a person who is, you know, dealing Stop with the those situation. kinds of problems or or no with like people who are have problems in their lives you know oh just any
2: outside person
1: <laughs> yeah an outside person or even if it's like like someone like you know they'd be like oh Hakja is drinking and she's going through all of this stuff and oh my god her life is really bad don't have give and take with her because yeah. you don't want that to like enter that's like like that is not helping people i just really want people like who are in any way you know have any kind of like commitment to this organization or struggling with that like like this organization does not help people and it very actively tries to break them down until they can't help themselves so yeah i just want to say that
0: i want to tie in with the book here if that's okay Because everything you guys are saying is summarized very well in this one sentence So when an individual gives himself to the ideological totalist of uh, ideology of good and evil or pure impure, um, he has a very great difficulty in regaining a more balanced inner sensitivity to the complexities of human morality. So being able to disregard Hakcha's existence, being able to dehumanize others, it's because your sensitivity is only so polarized to pure and impure. You can't pick up the in-between. And so that is why everybody's an asshole in the church <laughs> to yeah. real human suffering. Yeah.
1: And and a lot of them are really well-meaning people who want good things in the world. A lot of those people end up in cults, you know? So, yeah, yeah. but it's like, it, it's, yeah, yeah
0: it's okay. the gauge it, it, it's it's like the gauge is broken when you exactly. make it so extreme i mm-hmm. think i mean that's just like from what you guys are saying I'm, that's just it's all coming together right now and i'm yeah go ahead though you, you got the floor
2: you know what the issue is and it's like i saw this thing on instagram but it ties it ties into this so well about it was this guy just saying like you know why we worry about things um It's because we have this idea that we know what's best and what's worst for ourselves. And I think like when people try to get people into our church or teach them about our principles, it comes from a place of concern, like, oh, they're not going to go to heaven. They're not going to go to chung Oh, they don't know the truth. They're not living their most authentic, like beautiful lives with uh, true father and true mother, blah, 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 as a center, right? Um, But that comes from an idea that they want you to conform to their truth, to their mm-hmm. idea of purity, to their idea of like pure lineage, right? But that's assuming that you know what's best and what's worse for them. But like you said, you're hurting them by trying to get them to conform. They're taking everything about a person and saying, no, that part of you is bad and teaching them and creating those associations with all the outside world stuff, right? And making it this horrible thing and now suddenly you're this impure person that needs to latch on to this new ideal to make yourself pure so you're safe again and and it's just it's really it's really sad because you're taking people who are in a vulnerable vulnerable state and you're using that vulnerability against them to attach them to an ideal that you think is right but, like, have you ever just taken a minute to really think about that? Like, who, who gave you that, like, omniscience that you absolutely know what's right for another person? You have absolutely no idea. First of all, this person could be a complete stranger to you. You have no idea what they've been through. Second of all, you are not all-knowing. You're not God. Um, so don't try to act like God and try to fix everybody's problems by just teaching them DP or getting them blessed because let's be real that doesn't fix anybody's problems it really doesn't it just makes them feel better because you're telling them that everything in their life is wrong and that the DP is right so that when they follow the DP and do all that stuff they feel a little better about themselves because you already created that association that everything that's not in the DP is wrong and is bad and is going to send them to hell. And it's going to condemn their kids and, and their grandkids and their family right to hell so in fact you're you're <laughs> you're setting them up for a lot of failure and a lot of pain instead just because you think you're right just because you don't want people to think for themselves and that's why you don't want people going to therapy because you don't want them to actually think about their problems and figure them out by themselves outside of the dp structure outside of the unificationist structure and that's that really pisses me off because some people really actually need help and they're they're being neglected and they're they're being thrown into this world where they're not receiving any support at all you know they're just being judged and told but like it's okay like you're horrible but don't worry we got you because at least you'll be in heaven you might be depressed um or have like financial issues, whatever, health issues, but at least you'll get into heaven once you torture yourself for the rest of your life so that your kids uh, don't have to do the same. It's ridiculous. I've
0: noticed a pattern though, like with all these new people coming out, like you, Hakja, and there's more people speaking about their experiences. I'm noticing that your experiences, they're getting more extreme. The violence is getting more violent. The conditioning is getting more violent. The like the when Kale was talking about the initiation indoctrination mm-hmm. things, like how people are jumping on each other, or even last conversation when you were saying that people were like causing asthma attacks and tackling each other and all these i was like that okay yes we had physical punishment we had obstacle courses we had stress positions but you it's getting worse it's not getting better the rhetoric of you can suffer now so your kids don't have to that doesn't hold up because we're seeing it get worse the culture is passing from extreme to more extreme like because when you weed out a lot of people, you know, only have the extremists left, it's gonna get worse. I, I'm starting to notice this pattern, and it's terrifying.
2: Yeah, right, because we started this whole podcast, like, with the, with the whole thing about, you know, we're blessed children, so aren't we, like, you know, we don't have the original sin, but then why are you treating us like we're gonna give in to our fallen nature all the time, and treating us like we're, we're evil, and there's absolutely no hope when didn't you pay indemnity didn't you go through all the pain and suffering so that we didn't have to think about that stuff anymore but it's not true like you said every generation gets more extreme and it's probably like the idea that like the more generations we get into is the closer we'll be able to be to god right because they were like because the fall supposedly cut off our connection to be able to talk to god so the more pain we get, get through, right. The closer we'll be able to talk to God, IRL. (laughs) But, um, obviously that's not going to happen. I don't care if we're 20 generations deep, like y'all are playing yourselves. Come on. Obviously that's not going to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is my sincere hope that, um, that
2: this organization
1: gets, uh, on fire, yeah and like can't <laughs> can't exist anymore because it's I mean just only done awful things and and it just I mean as someone who's been out for like 10 years um and lived my own life and just recently been like oh wait a minute I think I should maybe try to examine <laughs> like my whole fucking insane upbringing you know yeah like what Um, happened yeah yeah just realizing that like oh that shit's not okay it shouldn't exist like you know and we're not the only cult in existence i think that like people just need to speak up more about cults and yeah um keep doing the good work you're doing Renee, with like deconstructing and yeah Mm
0: -hmm. and you guys oh my god i could i when hawk show was speaking i was like where's where's the tithing bowl
2: ah. <laughs> Chill. i was like i
0: haven't been this inspired to give in ah, a long time
2: this Preach, testimony this testimony oh a <laughs> testimony
0: getting oh, me all worked
1: up <laughs> yo i was
2: actually really good at giving sunday service like sermons i oh always made people cry i always made the person cry and they would come up to me and be like that was the best thing i've ever heard you've Wow, like I need you to preach every Sunday. Like, you know, no offense to the pastor, but like, you're so much better. Like, I love making people cry. I, was like, yes, I did a good job. It's so bad.
1: Mission accomplished, Hakja. I think we
0: found your new calling.
2: <laughs> making people cry. Oof.
0: <laughs> Just remember when you're big, it happened here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god seriously though thank y'all so much for um deconstructing the demand for purity i think that was a very thorough job and i think that's good yeah for today it wraps it up for me i i have nothing left to say about it
2: there's mm-hmm. definitely so much more
0: <laughs> How, yeah if you guys want to plug anything you can
2: um uh... Follow me on Instagram, guys, uh, at underscore Pacha underscore. <laughs> I don't know. I have some stuff on there. I'll try to make more content for you guys, but honestly, it's hard. It's hard to go back and read the DP and to really look at what we went through and to try to deconstruct that. Um, but I'm trying my best, so you'll see some stuff eventually. <laughs>
1: I'm really looking forward to that. Um, And you can find me on Instagram at music in the eighth house eight, like the number th and same email address music in the eighth house at Gmail.
0: Awesome. Thank you all so much. Yeah, it was so cool to have you, Tori. I hope we see you again. You're always welcome back. Hacha, I have a feeling you're not going anywhere.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I like I like making people cry, remember? Yeah. <laughs> shit to say. Yeah, you got shit to say. <laughs>
0: Seriously. Hey guys, that brings us to the end of the demand for purity, which is the third criteria in Robert J. Lifton's eight criteria of thought reform. By now, I hope you can understand and recognize what milieu control is, mystical manipulation, and the demand for purity. Talking about purity is never easy, and I'm sure that this episode was a doozy to listen to for a lot of you. Remember, we are speaking from our own experience here and not everyone's experience is the same. So just hold compassion and kindness towards yourself and others when deconstructing these very difficult topics. I have a few episodes in my vault, and so we're going to take a break from Robert J. Lifton's eight criteria of thought reform. So I'm going to release some of these personal interviews that I have, and we will come back in a couple of weeks to talk about the cult of confession, which is the fourth criteria of thought reform. In the meantime, I'm just going to put a reminder, if you enjoy these episodes in this podcast, remember to like, subscribe, or visit the Patreon in the show notes below. You can always leave a comment as well and follow the Instagram, Bless Child Podcast. Until the next time, remember to take care of
2: your mental health, and we will talk again soon.